Hey everybody, and hope you've been having a happy E3 week. Welcome to episode 320 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, all tuckered out, Michael Raparis. Who else is here in the mystical, magical, somebody studio with me? Not even in California, Chris Antista. And, surprise, it's the American dream, Matthew Allen, baby. And it's just us. How about that PlayStation 5 reveal, guys, right? Like, fucking hot damn! Quantum storage? That's incredible. Um, (laughs) And and Kojima revealing that, uh, no, actually, the November release date for Death Stranding was not real. It's out now. Frankly, I'm just happy when, when, Kojima and Jeff Keighley yeah. finally tied the knot. You know, we, 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 when, so when Disney re, like is released the v, VCR Mini with a bunch of uh, uh, proprietary clamshell VHSs. <sighs> and Google God, buying Nintendo, right? Am I right? Yeah. And then Nintendo so, turning around and buying Google. It's, right? it's really it just madness. Like, no, I want to imagine Nintendo 69ing, and the listeners do too. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not obvious yet, we're recording this well in advance uh, because... Matt and I are both going to be very busy during the week of E3. Yes. Oh, it's live. Man, did the president really step in it today. Yeah, oh man, that guy. What a <laughs> what a dick. You can uh, guarantee it any day. You can record this any day. Evergreen statement. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's been a great E3. And again, recording in advance. And we want to take this moment to acknowledge some things that have impressed us this year. Yeah, I think because... Even before E3. In light of all the E3 announcements, we all now have lots of things to look forward to. Mm-hmm. But while you're learning about all these future things, we kind of wanted to give you a list of games that you should really play that are out now, and, yeah. and you should try them. And ahead of, like, we we will... At the end of June, we traditionally do, like, a top games of the year so far, top five yeah. games. A lot of these will not be in that, but Matt, you had the idea of, like, let's let's call out some of these these games that came out of nowhere, or with, like, with few expectations, almost no marketing, or, you know, real big push behind them, and a lot... That, that, is, that is showing our age, though, because I remember working with you, like, yeah. almost a dozen years ago, and we were shocked that Gears of War 2 announced itself th- six months before it came out because we were used to years. Yes. Years, years ahead announcements. And, well, and some of these, like, have come out with almost no announcement or right. any sort and now of Right, we live in an age where, like, a really great game can come, yeah. like, is better off coming up for free with no announcement. Mm-hmm. It's, it's and, the and cheapest advertising you can get. More than one of these, like, I found out about, like... Oh, somebody posted a review of this like really great game that I've never heard yeah. of, or uh, that Matt you told me about, and like, oh, hey, this thing's out. Like, what is that? Or, or they popped up in Game Pass, and we yeah. just tried them out because yeah, it's sure. there. Why not? But yeah, these these are the games that surprised us the most this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Uh, pleasantly surprised us the most. Yes, and we'll get into them right after this. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. There will definitely be spoilers coming, and I got one of the greatest people ever to participate in a, a thought barrage on Endgame. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Baker. Wow, that's that's quite the intro. Greatest people ever, um, dude. But just, you know. but I'm so I have so many questions about the Marvel universe. I've been texting with Brett. He asked me to relay some of his thoughts. 
but I just wanted to get the, get it out immediately because one, I, I didn't feel Endgame was coming. Again, I'll, we'll keep the spoilers light for the beginning, but you really shouldn't listen to this unless you've seen it. The promotional materials don't tell you a fucking thing about this movie. I love it. It's it's crazy. I've never seen a movie hold so like hold so many cards back in its promotional materials, and I wasn't truly excited about the movie because they weren't really showing us what the movie was. I think there are about there are over a hundred surprises in this thing that you will not see coming. Yeah, every few minutes, and you know the the, the plot goes places that. You know, even if you know the comics, there might be like things where you think something's going to happen because you know the comics and then it doesn't. Above all else, though, it's just a good movie right. that is, uh, you know, kind of the perfect way to cap this whole 11 year journey we've all been on. Right. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And we're back to talk about what? The biggest surprises of the year so far. Hooray, let's begin with... Number five. What game is this, Matt? Wargroove? This is Wargroove. Okay. (laughs) Which I put at number five because I, I feel like... Out of all the games on this, I, we had the most advanced warning about this one. The most advanced warning about this one. Yeah, it, it was, you know, it was written about, uh, we kind of expected to be good, but I think, Matt, you made a push for this based on the case that, like, people have tried, developers have tried to emulate the Advance Wars formula over the years. Right. This might be the first game not published by Nintendo to really nail it. Right. And, and and to be fair, like, this wasn't on my radar for very long before it came out, you mm. know? Like, yeah, a lot of people had heard of it, but yeah, the reason this really ended up making the list for me is because so many had tried before to kind of be Advance Wars. This is the first game that truly does feel like a spiritual successor to Advance yeah. Wars and has managed to expand on that formula and through some live support and updates to the game like it, it has this life of its own there's they even have like user generated levels where you can you can play other people's levels and so it kind of has this it's like giving you more advanced wars than ever before yeah and but in a medieval setting right uh, yeah. so but but it, it has that same basic like rock paper scissors style where like these units do well against these other units yeah and yeah which i think fire emblem games also have, have yeah but the approach that this takes is is much more very, advanced wars very, like yeah. even even like down to the split screen where you see the opposing forces on either side and yeah and, and you know for me I've, I've admitted on this show before i am not a huge real-time strategy fan that those games stress me out mm-hmm. i just always feel like there's too much to manage and juggle but I love me some turn-based strategy, and we don't get many turn-based strategy games. And when we do lately, they've been more like XCOMI games, like mm. the smaller scale. But this is this is more of that very traditional uh, kind of two D map overhead screen. And then when you go to attack, a cutscenes. Yeah, then you attack a guy, and there's cutscenes. But usually, after my first few matches, I turn off those cutscenes because I really don't need to see, see that shit two hundred times. I was gonna say I follow a lot of XCOMIs on Twitter, a lot Hello. of current ones too. <laughs> uh, also this game has dogs which automatically elevates it uh, 
has has dog units that you can use to attack people, and it has a dog general named Caesar yes. who likes to just roll around on his back and and be playful while his retainers shoot crossbows at uh, yeah. at enemies. Right, He's, and I believe Caesar's special power is he gives everyone around him an extra turn, so he's Ooh. actually very powerful, yeah, uh, extremely general. useful. Uh, yeah. This is surreal. My dog was named Caesar. I'm in. Really? Mm. I'll buy it. Yeah. I'll, uh, yeah. I'm in. Yeah, oh, Caesar's like this 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 beautiful uh, Great Pyrenees that uh, has like armor and a big plumed helmet. Well, I have good news for you, Chris. If you are in, this is a Game Pass title, so you can be playing this right now. Ooh. Yeah. That's on true. Xbox. I don't know why I thought it was only for Switch. No, I, I've played it on Switch, and yeah, and so I th- you know. If you really want to harken back to Advance Wars and get that Advance Wars feeling, you want to be playing this game on the go. And that's where I mostly have been playing this game. But it is on Xbox as well, and I believe PC. Yeah, great turn-based strategy if you're into that. And lots lots of character-driven story, which yeah. is a lot. pretty cool. Yeah. A lot, yeah. And lots of characters yeah. as well. There's, there's like a ton of generals with different powers in this thing. So uh, definitely worth checking out if you like turn-based strategy if you are a game pass subscriber just go what are you doing what are you waiting for just go play this game it's really Mm. good yeah well let's move on to number four why are there crosses on the village doors is it really the plague it started with bites during the night then the sickness spread first in families then to everyone fever boils People started dying. And when we finally found out where it came from, it was already too late. Ah, uh, so this, they mentioned plague. Uh, yes. This is a tale all about plagues. It's a plague tale, colon, innocence. Ah. Which implies that this might be a larger series. Col- semicolon, Fievel goes west. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> But Plague Tale Innocence is about the story of a young noblewoman in 14th century France during the Hundred Years' War. She lives kind of an idyllic life at the beginning, going out hunting with her father and learning to use a sling. And pretty soon that sling becomes her only mode of survival because her little brother has some sort of mysterious illness and whatever it is, the Inquisition wants him. So they quickly get chased out of their home. What's happening? Where's mommy? Catch up with us. Run as fast as you can. Chased around by medieval goons, and that's not even the main threat. So as you're going through this game, A Plague Tale, Innocence, there's a lot of stealth, but there's a lot of gruesomeness that escalates as you go through. Like it begins with you're trying to find a doctor at a farm, and this farm is like surrounded by all these slaughtered pigs, or uh, you're navigating across a battlefield that's covered in dead bodies. And what do dead bodies and dead pigs attract? Rats. Rats! There are so many fucking rats in this game, and they are <laughs> terrifying! And they're a gameplay mechanic. Yes, they, they are basically a swarming carpet that appears at certain points in the game. And you will have to figure out your way past them, usually with a lit torch that will gradually burn down. Fire and light are the only things that keep them at bay. And eventually you will discover alchemical recipes that will let you create light in places or start a fire from basically nothing. Although it takes a while to get to that point. And mild spoilers, when the rats are first revealed to you, when somebody is leading you through some catacombs, it's horrifying. Light. No light! Ah, ah, ah. 
So lots of people getting covered by a carpet of rats and just basically consumed alive while sure. they scream and writhe in front of you. It eventually becomes something you can uh, bend in your favor, like those battlefields that I discussed, like there are soldiers walking across them with lanterns. Those soldiers will attack you if they see you, but if you uh, whip out your sling and throw a rock into their lantern and break it, the rats will immediately consume them. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Live with that. We've all seen those old South Park episodes where, mm -hmm. you know, the rats just go over Kenny's body. And yeah, yeah. It feels a lot like that. <laughs> the game. <laughs> or, but, or Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade. Mm -hmm. You know, you just throw a torch down there and then they're all flammable. And Yeah. Know. So this, again, kind of came out with not a lot of fanfare. And I, th I think it's fair to say expectations weren't really high for it. But, yeah. uh, you know, what starts out is a very beautiful but sort of basic stealth game quickly becomes something much much bigger and more interesting and it has a wonderfully written script that's really well acted and makes the the characters of Amicia and her little brother Hugo very relatable uh you you kind of get attached to this relationship between them a lot of the game is her having to lead her little brother around in very tense situations and dangerous situations, you can leave him in a safe place while you go and do things sometimes, mm. but if you get too far from him, he'll start to panic and make noise, and then it will draw enemies in, so mm. you have to be really careful So it's got like that. a little bit of an eco uh, mechanic. A little bit, yeah. So you're, you're spending most of the game holding hands with your little brother, and he's struggling to understand the horrible things that you're going right. through. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it, what is it that, that made this game... Um, such a surprise for you was it just the story or was it is it the gameplay or just the setting well, I, like... I think it's it's the fact that it came out of nowhere yeah so and and maybe that's on me maybe i just didn't see the no, marketing uh, for it yeah. no there, there wasn't a ton going out around this game except yeah. right at launch it kind of has all the trappings like from a distance of just sort of a b-tier game like you can kind of tell how this was designed like in stealth sequences you can see like for example, early on, there's a moment where there's a guard who's, you know, shoveling like a pile of some sort of mineral into a rat hole. And he, so he's just moving in these straight lines back and forth and you have to time it like I'm going to sneak to this cover point and yeah. then this cover right. point. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 pretty straightforward. But I think the complexity of the gameplay gradually ramps up. The darkness of the story gradually ramps up to the point where you may begin to wonder toward the end. It's like, am I really the... I mean, I know I don't really have any options here, but am I really the the good guys in this situation? <laughs> no, yeah. of course. Yeah, as yeah. we all know from the Billie Eilish song, I'm mm -hmm. the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I'm sure a lot of Inquisition soldiers would agree. Uh, but there there are some really uh, excellent puzzles in this. There's a lot of fun exploration, and I recommend it from top to bottom. Like this is this is just a great adventure, and even just the mechanic of having a sling and that being your only defense and just braining dudes in the head as they try to, to hunt for you or uh, using like a special chemical to melt their helmets and then brain them in the uh, head. <laughs> like, Hey man, it's great. Sling's a great weapon. It worked mm -hmm. for King David. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's the gun of ancient times, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. But yeah, great game, but clearly not as great in our placement as this. Number three.
you know, oh, I know what it is. I think I know the specific level that yeah. is. Yeah. So that's Katana Zero. Mm-hmm. Is that the club level? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that is a really the, good level. The throbbing techno. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this was a game, another game that surprised me. Like initially, it looked like something like the Messenger, you know, yeah. sort well, of does. Ninja Gaiden esque game. And then you play it, and it's like. This is basically Hotline Miami with time manipulation. Side side scrolling Hotline Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. With but what I was what I think is better story. Yeah, at least more exposition than I Hotline mean, Miami. You you play as a a samurai or at least a guy who affects a samurai. <laughs> I think uh, he wardrobe. says he's, he's wearing a bathrobe. Yeah, basically. just a bathrobe <laughs> with a sword. Um, yeah. and a top knot, and it's sort of like a. You know, futuristic, dark future, cyberpunk sort of milieu. Yeah, I think they reveal pretty early, and it's not a big big spoiler, that he got injured in the war, and he has some memory issues because of mm-hmm. that. And so it, it kind of sets up right from the beginning, like, well, how much of this is actually happening versus some of this might just be in the yeah. guy's head? And then you know, the cool part, and you brought it up uh, when we talked about the game when it came out, Michael, is like, between missions, you basically have these sessions with the psychologist where mm-hmm. you answer a series of questions and then he gives you this drug that you're like, what is this drug doing to this guy? Is uh-huh. it wiping out his memory? And so you don't really know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one of the coolest mechanics... I mean, I know because I finished the game, but right. you don't know because you have I have not. I'm very close. Um, <laughs> I won't spoil it. One of the coolest mechanics, though, is this game has an interrupt feature, which... Uh, basically, anytime anyone talks to you, you can cut them off, like yeah. midway through mid sentence, or you can let them finish and then choose your responses. Typically, when you cut them off, though, it's just mm-hmm. a rude response. Yeah, right? and the the psychologist one is fun because it's like, oh, let's talk about your last session. Like, I just want my I drugs. I just want the drugs. Yeah. Just give me the drugs. Shut up and give me the drugs. Yeah, yeah. and Fine. so. It's this little thing where I've been nice so far, like with all my responses, mm-hmm. but I think I want a second playthrough where I'm just cut everyone off and I'm a dick the entire yeah, time yeah, and yeah. see how that affects things. And you especially do that with the, the little girl that tries to make friends with you. Right. That's, that's, yeah. I'm wondering if it changes the game substantially, like if she becomes your friend or not. I mean, like I said, I finished it. So. Okay. But the time manipulation stuff is really key yeah. to this because I don't, I don't think it's spoiler to say that kind of the conceit is. When you're going through these levels, your character can see the future. They, they, they say that right in the yeah. intro to the game. That's yeah. not a spoiler. You can, you can see the future, and so what you're actually doing is your character is envisioning what is going to happen. Right. Yeah. And and exactly what he needs to do. So every failure is just him saying, no, that, that won't work. Okay, let's do this again. Right. And then you get, once you've plotted out a perfect path to the next checkpoint... He'll just say, like, okay, yeah, that works. And then you'll get to see, like, a security camera playback of what you just did. But, yeah. like, without the slowing time or to slice bullets as they come at you in midair, for yeah. example. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, it is very much still Hotline Miami in that dudes will come at you quickly mm-hmm. and typically there's a certain way to handle certain types of yeah. enemies. And you do have to have pretty quick reaction times. It also has a slow mechanic, though, where mm-hmm. you can slow time to help out with some situations where you really have to... Yeah. You know, deflect bullets and then kill like four guys and, and it, grab it's a session. It also has some things that come directly from Hotline Miami, like the fact that you can grab a stray meat cleaver that's sitting around and then wait until an enemy is right behind a door, kick it open to kill them, and then kill the guy standing yep. like ten feet behind yep. them by throwing the meat cleaver. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the the moment to moment, I we don't want you to think though that you're not playing through this like just because it's supposed to be like premonition like you mm-hmm. are actually having to play through the levels oh, yeah. at and full speed oh yeah and it's tough as hell yeah and it's tough as hell and you will 
you're gonna die. You're gonna fail, and that's okay. That's all part of the game, and and so that's why they have this premise of oh, you're you're envisioning what mm-hmm. can happen until you figure out a way that will make it work, and yep. then you could. I usually just fast forward past mm-hmm. the, the, the security cameras. Yeah. I, I don't need yeah, to watch yeah, it yeah. again. And but, you're yeah. continually having nightmares about some soldier coming to kill you in a little hut. And yeah, so there's this mystery that you know every time you go to the psychologist, you uncover more of what's happening in that nightmare, mm-hmm. and you're trying to learn it. It's it's very good. We probably should have said this is a Devolver digital game, and so yeah. if you like the style of those games, like this game is one of those games super stylish. Yeah, uh, very pixel arty. Yeah, and, and almost like I would say at this point Devolver has sort of a signature pixel art style like mm. so many of their games have used it. So yeah, it's very good. It was a complete surprise to me. I believe it's only $15. It's it's well worth that money. So uh, yeah, go check it out. Katana Zero. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I can't believe we are already at... Number two. This shit was a literal surprise. Yes. Yeah, Tetris this is 99. a surprise in more than one way. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, which was announced by Nintendo and then, like, out that same day. Yeah, it was announced during a Direct, and mm-hmm. they said, if you are a Nintendo Online subscriber, we have a free game waiting for you. And everyone got it for free. And and so that, A, was a surprise. Like, wait, free game? Sweet. Uh, well, not free. I mean, you pay your $20 a year, whatever, for, mm-hmm. for the online. But then the other surprise is... It's one of the best games of Tetris I've yeah. ever played. <laughs> like, it's it's Battle yeah. Royale Tetris against yeah. hundred other pl- yeah. or ninety nine other players. Yeah, it is. It's and it's maybe, maybe the VR one's a little a little more polish. A Tetris effect. Yes, Tetris effects a little more polish. But then but then like I I slammed this game like yeah it seems very free but I didn't understand everything that was happening under the hood. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. surprise surprisingly intricate multiplayer oh, yeah. game if you want to play it that like, way. Like, there's a lot of strategy if you if you have the mind to look for it. Yeah, and and that you can you can control what blocks fall where on like up to 99 people's boards if you're insane. You, you can control who you're targeting, and that's the key to winning in that game. Yeah. Is is you can contr- you basically can target people who are targeting you. You can target people. Uh, I believe who have the most KOs, who are like like the clear leaders in a round. There, there's a couple different, or there's one that just randomly targets that I don't ever suggest you do that one. But that's the key to winning that game. And there's like this weird strategy, and typically it, it, it behooves you to switch throughout the match. You just mm-hmm. switch who you're targeting at any given time, and then yeah, you you have to keep an eye on like the lines that are point you know that that connect your Tetris board with mm-hmm. everyone else's to know who's targeting you at any given moment because Matt you, I, I always go random I'm a chaos are you, oh well okay <laughs> and hopefully you're chaotic good who knows yeah. chaotic neutral aren't the you? important thing is chaotic that's yeah, true yeah. that's true that's more fun uh-huh. Uh-huh. well but yeah Tetris 99 is very fun um, if we haven't said it, it it's well, when it first came out, it was multiplayer-only Tetris. Like, the only way you can play this thing is against other human players. And like games like PUBG when they first came out, don't worry that you have to get 100 people in there. That, that'll that take all of, like, 10 seconds to fill a match. Cause mm-hmm. there are, and there's still, to this day, tons of people playing this game. Yeah, and, and I will say, like, I think I my best score is, like, second or third. And, yeah. and once I got to that point, I'm like, okay, I, I can stop playing for a while. And I haven't picked it up since. But uh, that was... It gets so grueling in those last moments when you're. It's just like you and a few other players, and it's like anything could turn this in a second. The last moments are the toughest because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just. Oh my god, it's 
uh, I think I've gotten several twos. Did you get number one? I've gotten several twos. I've never gotten the, the number one. Yeah. I got one tree and several 69s. Nice. Attaboy. Nice. Attaboy. Yeah, you just bow out at that point. You say, I'm done. Kind of the only reason I'm the here. The weed number. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> get high as hell playing this. Yeah. Uh, but then, uh, I don't know, has anyone bought the expansion, the $10 expansion that came Is out? Is it $10 expansion? Yes. Also, this was free. We didn't say that part. This was we? also free, yes. Uh, well, we, yeah, we yeah. said you got it if you're an online subscriber. You're right, you're right, you're right. Um, but they so released, they have since released, uh, I want to say it's $10 expansion, that adds a single player mode. Yeah. Uh, What's the point of that? I, I thought you were going to say hats to my Tetris yeah. keys. <laughs> I've, I've well, played that. It's every other Tetris game. Um, so yeah, you you get to you get to practice against mm-hmm. the computer. So I think it is still ninety nine, but oh, it, it's okay. like yeah, it's, it's where you get to practice. Except then, then the victory is hollow. I think there's other things it adds. I I haven't bought it. Um, but the other thing that is free or has been free, every few weeks they've been doing tournament events where all you have to do is earn a certain number of points over the weekend, and you get a free skin like. Uh, couple weekends ago they had a classic game boy tetris skin that it took me about 20 minutes you basically the higher you rank in a match you get more points you had to get like 100 points total and you would just get the skin granted and unlocked in your game and so now i have the classic game boy tetris skin and i love it now you got some skin in the game (laughs) yes but (laughs) without paying actual money to do so yeah so yeah tetris 99 is awesome and if you have a Switch, and if you pay for the online subscription, it's yours for free, so go play it. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, before we get into our number one, I just want to say, if we were at all into Battle Royale shooters instead of Battle mm-hmm. Royale Tetris, this would be Apex Legends, which, again, came out of nowhere Yeah, and surprised the shit out of everyone and is at the top of, I, I think, a lot of people's uh, Games of the Year so far lists. I, I'd say, yeah, even though we... Well, I know, personally, I'm not huge into online multiplayer-only shooters. Yeah, same. But in terms of just biggest surprise, if you yeah. just count the surprise, to get a completely free game from Respawn yes. out of nowhere, that this wins biggest surprise of the year. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, this is a subjective list, so it's more about, like, here's the stuff that we like as a bunch of yes. old shitheads. Yeah, but for us, like, surprising yeah. games... I wasn't allowed like. to put Kingdom Hearts in here. <laughs> no, it's not a well, surprise. The fact that, well, the you fact can... that Kingdom Hearts turned out well... Mm-hmm. Did surprise a lot of people. Fair, fair. To this day. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, speaking of things that turned out well, Days Gone yeah. was uh, was on this list at some point because the word of mouth and and the hype beforehand or, or the, the the speculation about it was so bad. Well, it wasn't and the speculation? Were not good. Some some people had played it. That came from like previews. They had yeah. a previous E3s where they So the, know, buzz, the, yeah, buzz the buzz, the buzz was not good. It was not great about The this buzz game. was not good. Some of the the reviews from big sites were not great. Uh 60 hours later, I am still playing this and I'm absolutely captivated yeah. by it. I love Days Gone. I love that they basically tried to make a post-apocalyptic biker Red Dead Redemption. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's quite that, but it tries really hard to be, and it's really fun. So, good on them. But our actual number one is this. That 
that's a sound you're going to hear a lot in yeah. which game? Uh, this is Outer Wilds. This is Outer Wilds. I heard you yes. putting on the suit and buckling up. Yep, you got to yep, buckle yep. up. <laughs> got to buckle up. Space. And then you blast off. So I, I barely played this game, and I'm already inclined to agree. Yeah. It's it's a huge it's, surprise. It's, it's intriguing enough to move forward. There's a surprise every couple of seconds uh, or every couple of minutes. It's, I don't know, it's utterly charming and totally free. Yeah. For me. Yeah, well, for Game Pass people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And even if even if you don't have that, I believe the full price game is $25. So mm-hmm. it's, you know. Didn't you pay like 15 bucks for it? Because it was the Epic, the Epic Sale. The Epic ah, Sale, which see, see. may still be going when you hear this. I think it might be over, but it's because they were offering 10 bucks off any game, 24 yeah. So, again, we, we talked about this game last week, but Outer Wilds, like, I first heard about this when you told me you'd bought it. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. And then I played it and like, this is fucking magical. And I went to work and told people about it. And they're like, what's that? Yeah. I've never heard of it. And I'm like, it's fucking magical. You need to play it. I heard about it through Danny O'Dwyer. Uh, he just ah. had a tweet. He's like, this is the game. Irish brogue. This is the game of the year to me. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? What game's game of the year? And so I had to check it out. And yeah, I, I think for me... The reason it, it makes this list in the top of our list is because it did come out of nowhere, but also just like the sense of discovery in this game is unparalleled in modern games. I mean, this games. game is about a sense of discovery. Yeah. It is yeah. a, a game in the No Man's Sky slash Starlink mold where yeah. you are exploring a solar system and it's it's a huge open world thing. You get in your ship and you're blasting off and then once you're out into space, it's like a physics-based thing where like, okay, now I'm trying to locate these planets and match their speed and catch up with them and land on them, with, hopefully without smashing my ship yeah. to pieces. Because if I do, I'll have to get out and repair specific Just parts of it. In the ass. Yeah. It's like a game that takes place inside the map of Katamari. <laughs> yeah, interesting okay. way of putting that. Yeah, because, well, that's true, because it, yeah. it, it gradually, like, you kind of pan out and you see this giant solar mm-hmm. system. For me, uh, what I like, the other thing I like about it is it has a very much an indie aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't seem, okay, so how, how should I frame this? It, it it's, it's very much an indie game. But it feels like some of the stuff they're doing you feel like should be way more expensive. Like they, they, mm-hmm. like they needed a huge development budget to do some of the things right. they're doing in here. Like the, the, just the scale of, of the universe in this game yeah, and well, kind of the freedom it, that you actually, have. Actually, the scale is one of the most interesting parts because this is a very small solar system. Yeah, it's, it is. Like literally it is the size of a city. It's, it's like 30 kilometers across. And it takes, like, seconds to go from one planet to another, but it still feels like a complete journey that you can break free of the gravitational fields of planets very easily, but they feel very big when you're on them. Yeah. yeah. But then, like, they, they range in size from, like, here's this gigantic thing with, like, these islands that are very difficult to find yeah. to, like, here's this planetoid where, like, if you just... If you're running across it and you blast off far enough with your jetpack, uh, you can basically just go into low orbit where you're yep. you're coasting at altitude across the surface of the planet. I think, Michael, that I told you the moment I fell in love with this game and said, okay, I'm going to keep playing this. At the beginning of the game, it's during the tutorial stuff, there's like this little mini pod that, mm-hmm. that basically is like you're practicing how to land things. And, and it says, okay, land these on like these lily pad things over here. And I landed one on top of a geyser that was shooting up. And so the geyser, like, shot my little pot up really high in the sky. And then I kicked in the thrusters. And I I got basically escape velocity where nice. I just went up into outer space. And I sat there for a full minute. And it just kept going up. And I was just looking <laughs> at this pod. And I was like... It's not coming down. Like yeah. it's not, it's and that, so I any game I can break. That kid's gonna be pissed. <laughs> yeah, 
any game I can break within five minutes, I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm on board with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't want to go into specifics about this game any more than we already have in the last week because uh, there's so much to discover and so much of the magic of this game is in discovering these things for yourself. Uh, but there's one thing that people seem pretty content to spoil pretty openly is and that's that this solar system is on a time loop yeah so every 22 minutes something will happen and reset you back to your starting point and it's it's not a roguelike it does not automatically regenerate something it's all persistent it's just set back to the way it was yeah and uh and things will change over the course and and learning like okay at this point in the cycle if i go to this area it will be very different from how it was at the beginning it's it's about as roguelike if you classify majora's mask as a roguelike yeah it's it's more like majora's or, mask. or minute minute's probably yeah. a better comparison because it's such a short frame, uh-huh. frame and time. and you will you will retain your memories so yeah you know you you will keep a database of like all the things you've discovered they, those will stay persistent but uh this is a sound you will hear a lot, and I'm not going to say what it is beyond this. When you hear that big boom, time's up, baby. You got maybe a few seconds to wrap up whatever you were doing before this happens. Yep. 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 Uh, I will also say this. If you want a game whose citizens have the aesthetic of the old Phalanx SNES cover, uh, Outer Wilds is for you. <laughs> like, think of, you the know. The old man playing the banjo? The, the old, yeah. The you old like man. this? So exactly. that, that's one of the cool things that you have a scope that lets you hear sound waves from things and if you point it at different planets there's a member of your alien race on each of these planets they all have a musical instrument and if you can line up the planets just right you can hear them all playing the same song in sync with each other yeah but but it's like yeah one guy will whistle another guy has a banjo another one has drums and uh you are all actually trying to figure out what happened to another alien race called yeah. the the Nomai who built this spacefaring civilization and then just disappeared and you don't know why. Yeah. But yeah, but you you're finding a lot of their ruins, you're finding a lot of their writings and and that's an important part of the discovery. Yeah, they, these guys have like they look like ram. They're like a ram-like race. They got yeah. horns out of their head. Whereas you guys look they more have like three goat eyes with yeah. the hourglass pupils. Right. And whereas your race looks more like Mac and me aliens, but with yeah. like eight eyes, <laughs> four eyes, four, four eyes, four eyes. Sorry, yeah. 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 They, they, well, if they wear like glasses, some Michael. sort of amphibian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, very, very surprisingly good game, Outer Wilds. Yeah, unexpectedly good. Game, yeah, I should yeah. Say. But it, it's it's just yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere, and it's like this is amazing. And I think it's like games like this are a really strong argument for more games like this existing. Like, I think No Man's Sky was a really good start. I think Starlink did some really impressive stuff with it. And then this, like, it it feels the most interconnected of yeah. any of them because, like, the the planets in those other games are huge, but there's always kind of that moment of, like, going from now I'm in spaceflight and now there's, like, that transitional period where, like, oh, the atmosphere appears and suddenly I'm looking down at the surface of the planet. This right. is just, like... 
No, all these planets are you're very quick to land on. They're all kind of exposed to the vacuum, and that's fine. It's great. Yeah, and this isn't isn't a, this is not a sim like Elite Dangerous no, or no, one no, of no, those no. space games. It's, it's, well, it's it's not dry. It's not technical. Yeah. Uh, it is just really really interesting and cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, check it out. Yeah, if you if you definitely if you dig space games for sure. But even mm-hmm. if you just dig games where you sort of have to discover the story as you go along and try to piece mm-hmm. things together. If, if you like the way that Dark Souls' story is structured, you will love this. Right. Yeah. 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 You're going to be reading a lot of item descriptions and trying to piece together story based on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So Outer Wilds. Outer Wilds. Check it out. Check out the rest of these ga- the games on our list here. War Groove, Plague Tale Innocence. Katana Zero, Tetris 99, they're all amazing. They've all impressed the shit out of us. So this is a short episode because we are away at E3. And yeah, that's been our top five. Um, and that's that's the end of the show. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with a full-sized show. So uh, bear with us until then. We hope you had a fun E3. And you guys have anything to plug? Patreon.com slash time. Listen to more of our shows. Tell a friend. Love you. Bye. Uh, hit me up uh, at Maddie C. Allen on Twitter. And then, of course, we will be reading the responses to last week's show's question of the week on next week's show. Yeah. And which, so let's remind him of that question of the week. Which was, what Japanese series would you want a Western developer to handle bonus points, name the developer, and say uh, what they should do with it? Yes. So that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. No way, man. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Mm. Or hopefully die in my sleep. No. <laughs>